Hi, I'm Kate. I'm Sean. And I'm Lisa. And this is Watcher Harry, a podcast where three obsessive and slightly drunk friends discuss the wider Harry Potter universe. We are increasingly not drinking on this podcast. <laughs> well, wait, no, I think this time, Lisa, you're drinking, right? I saw you I, with that. I did grab one, yeah. What is it? Orange. It's, it's just orange beverage. You just have an orange. Yeah. No. Are we, are are we, are we doing the thing? I yeah. think we are. What are you doing? Yeah, we're, okay. we're started. Okay. We're, I thought that was like a scathing, on the air. Um, you know, review of what we were up to. No. Um, uh, I'm drinking uh, Georgetown beer. Uh, it's Bodhisattva. Um, it's an IPA. It's good. Nice. I have a Shiraz um, from the wine club. I finally canceled because I can't afford that shit. <laughs> when I got my salary, uh, I hadn't had a salary in years. And then I got a salary a year ago and joined a wine club. <laughs> That's what you do when you get a salary. That's what Michelle Obama did. And is that actually what Michelle she jokes Obama about did? it a lot in her okay. book so I did it too and just canceled it because it was like $40 a month and it just saves the money up in your account so I would forget about it for months and then I would suddenly have $120 to buy a case of wine and I did that multiple times over the year and just ordered my last one and uh, I'm trying to space them out but yeah being part of a wine club is something that I aspire to. It feels like very bougie in an adult way that it like, when I can do that, I will have made it. Yeah, I I got you. I could send you a coupon. Um, It's almost like a scam, but they keep giving me the wine. So it's not a scam, but it seems like a scam. It's like- I, I wish because, so I'm in Philly. We're all from Jersey. Jersey has notoriously terrible wine. Pennsylvania does not have like excellent wine. Because I want to join a wine club like from a like a vineyard that I like, like not like an internet wine club being like, oh, I really like this local vineyard. I'm going to get, yeah. you know, a box every four months or whatever. That is fancy. So even if I wanted to, I don't have that option available to me unless I wanted to buy like shitty Jersey sweet wine. You could no, uh, nobody my wants first that. job ever. My first job was Lorita Winery mm-hmm. in New Egypt. Oh, I've been, and they I also live. have shitty Jersey sweet wine. Shitty, shitty wine. They essentially just pour Sorry a bunch, to the winery. A bunch of sand in the bottle. Sand. I mean, I mean, I mean like no six dollars an hour there. So I'm, I don't have any loyalties. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but you're paying for the aesthetic or like the atmosphere when you go. Lorita yeah. is a beautiful winery. It's like it's gorgeous. It's the only thing in that two stoplight town. Um, but the wine is shitty. So Lisa, you yeah. have a bunch of like wonderful vineyards out by you. Like, are you, you're looking shocked. Yes. Did you not know this? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know that. I just wasn't sure where you were going with that. Um, yes, we do. I don't know any of them. Uh, I don't really drink wine anymore because it gives me a raging headache, no matter how mm. much of it I drink. Um, so since like one glass is going to do it, I might as well drink 10, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to feel the same amount of shitty regardless of how much is consumed. So <laughs> um, I just don't drink it at all because um, it really That's just right. makes my head hurt a lot. Um, and I don't really know why. I just. Sulfates. Yeah, great. You're getting old. <laughs> I always have <laughs> and age. Oh. And beer and other alcohol don't do the same thing, but wine very much does. What about Franzia? 
that thing we drank like water when we yeah, lived no, together. Yeah, no, I recall. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I don't think I've had Franzia in a long time. Give me reflux, the sunset blush. Oh. Anyway, and that was 10 years ago. <laughs> Um, and well. I, I cannot drink alcohol tonight. I have something at work tomorrow. Um, so I still tried to be festive. I'm drinking a peppermint tea. Cause I was like, Oh, it's like nice. Christmas peppermint. And I was still tempted to like put a splash of something in it, but I didn't really know what would go well in peppermint tea. And I was like, Oh, I think I have a, like an old dusty bottle of rumple mints in the basement. And then that's sounded like an awful idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, what yeah, is that's no good. It's like that, like, uh, it's like peppermint, it's peppermint snaps on crack. Like it is just so gross. I think the last time I took a shot of rumple mints, I was like 23 years old and we were super, I was getting ready to leave for the PCT Uh like the week before I left. And we had like a going away party in Hoboken and my friend forced us to get rumple mints shot. Which prompted me to throw up on myself on the path train. Nice. <laughs> yeah. was, so it was just that nothing one good happens on the path train already. And then me throwing up on myself was definitely the kicker. Was it like a baby spit up or were you like, <laughs> no, I, I don't even know, honestly. I think I was asleep. And like, compliments is- <laughs> I, like I truly That's think I just worse like- than I thought. <laughs> And like rumplements is something that you pull out because you have drank everything else at the house party and someone's yes. just like, oh, but I found a bottle of rumplements. Except for when people really like it. I kind of want to get it now. No, I, I'm on the don't. wiki. <laughs> this is not a it is not a beverage you should just casually consume. I feel like mm. so we're coming into winter and we're coming into like all of our winter programming. And like I feel like some of our like it just means that like we're in the snow a whole lot and I feel like our participants show up sometimes and they just like have flasks full of peppermint schnapps and I'm like what the fuck are you doing oh you're talking about your outdoor stuff yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds great no it's so, it's so no funny. if I were in the snow I would want a flask full of peppermint schnapps I usually take back everything I just said about rumple mints if I yeah. was in the snow I'd be like I'm gonna feel like it like an Austrian explorer yeah <laughs> Does Austria like pet rumplements? Well, where are shops from? It's like that part of the world. Yeah, it's got to be from somewhere over there. Um, last winter, we were watching um, Schitt's Creek, mm-hmm. and they do polar bear shots. Have oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about this a little while ago. So I went I'm- through a polar bear shot phase. I also gained like 10 pounds, but uh, it, it's like... Chocolate. It's like a white Russian kind yeah, of deal, right? But with chocolate in it. It's the best. That sounds amazing. Thing. It's like cacao schnapps and peppermint schnapps. And then and then we went through like a butterscotch schnapps phase. Winter in Chicago is not good for you <laughs> <laughs> when you're drinking. I feel like you guys are both just sitting here like, yeah, that sounds great. And I yeah. am just. Yeah. You're too Fake tired. vomiting. <laughs> a black sketch, you know? Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us for a slightly, maybe slightly shorter episode this week. We've been going like 90 minutes, just having a good time. Uh, but we wanted to put an episode out before Christmas came along. Um, 
and before the new year starts and uh something we really felt was important to discuss was whether or not harry potter is a christmas movie and i think that it's funny because there are how many harry potter movies there are technically eight eight unless just, we cram yeah them together um you know yeah i mean so how do you guys want to approach it like i feel like the the quintessential one is sorcerer's stone but i like to just block them into well, one so can we can we gut check first of all who here thinks harry potter is a christmas movie me i do not eight. i also do not but the argument can be made that they are more of a christmas movie than a halloween movie they're neither like, of those things no i agree i'm saying like the argument could be made for like it's it's more of a christmas movie than a halloween movie uh-huh. it's certainly not a halloween movie like it is just right just not. Well, they miss their chance there i agree with that but i do i do think so lisa and i over the course of this have had our share of wild opinions and some ar- opinions that arguably could be incorrect but i think we're right on this one and Kate, yeah, I, I think it is on you to prove that this is a christmas movie because i am not convinced well i uh i am prepared to okay sean and lisa you both tend to bring facts and supporting arguments and i have realized that i bring feelings a little bit more and so my argument is purely crafted on feelings because if we're gonna look at facts i think you're right but if we're gonna look at feelings i think i'm right (laughs) (laughs) so uh i'm not good at keeping a hard line on anything like i'm the last person to tell you i'm right about something but i think based on my field research that i have a strong case here this is facts and figures that you're coming at us with now though well bad ones (laughs) (laughs) my hypothesis is not falsifiable because my sample size was 26 people (laughs) We love it. So <laughs> um, I guess I'll just kind of jump in here. So my first question, um, and then I'm going to have some more like supporting argument, but my first question that we will discuss is what makes a Christmas movie? Now, I don't want to like belabor this because as I mentioned to Sean and Lisa before we started recording, there's like 50,000 YouTube videos and arguments out there about what is or is not a Christmas movie and if Die Hard's a Christmas movie and blah, 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 blah. We don't need to do all that, but I'm curious what you two would think a Christmas movie, like what qualifies a Christmas movie because you're so vehemently opposed to this being a Christmas movie. Before we answer this question, um, I'd like to walk us through a brief history of the a brief history of Christmas movies. I've had two glasses of wine. Um, anything before I jump into to this part? Well, do you want us to wait and tell you what yes. we think are Christmas movies? Okay. Yes, okay. please. Okay. Great. So, um, so I did a little bit of research about um, the origin of Christmas movies and read a good USA Today article um, about like where the genre comes from, and so. The genre of Christmas movies emerged um, right after the end of World War II. And um, a lot of the movies were based off of Charles Dickens' A Christmas, Car- 
uh, Christmas Carol. So this was sort of the original template, which um, some like writers refer to as the Dickens model. Um, and so the protagonists in these types of stories um, were largely variations on Scrooge. And, you know, it, you're most likely familiar with um, a Christmas Carol, uh, but Scrooge undergoes a transformation after the ghosts of his business partner and three spirits lead him to spiritual redemption. Um, and so this threat of spiritual redemption and an overcoming of moral failures sort of at this time in history characterizes what a Christmas story is. So it's like very Christmas centric, um, but there are hundreds and hundreds of movies that are Christmas centric that we might say are not Christmas movies. Um, so during this period, we also have It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street, which my whole life I've just known as like the boring black and white movies. Did you guys grow <laughs> up watching those? <laughs> I mean, I grew up watching It's a Wonderful Life, not Miracle on 34th Street. So I was the opposite. We didn't watch It's a Wonderful Life, but we, we watched Miracle on 34th Street. Curious. Yeah. Um, as an adult, I've revisited It's a Wonderful Life and I love it. Yeah, it is good, except for the that scene when that kid gets his ears boxed is like the most horrifying scene in a movie ever. Which scene? It's like right at the beginning of the movie and they're like, the kid like, I think he like steals a candy bar or something. And <laughs> Jimmy like, Stewart. Hey, yeah, I'm, I don't know. But like the beginning of the movie, it's like the kid gets his like, ears boxed by the shop owner. His ear starts bleeding. Yeah, and then he's and deaf like, in that ear. Horrifying. It's like, holy fuck. That's so funny. <laughs> It's like so brutal and they're like it's yeah. It's the fifties. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, my my family was a staunch believer in that the only Christmas movie that matters that will ever matter is the Muppet Christmas Girl. So the oh, family right. is correct. <laughs> I wa- so I watch that every single year. I cry. Like actually like from like deep movie in my soul, I cry created. every year. The only oh, Charles Dickens I care about is one is Gon- played by Gonzo. Is Gonzo. And his sidekick, Rat Rizzo. Have you, this is a total tangent. I will have to send you guys, Slate did this article on the guy who did the music for it. Um, How basically like he was like a composer and then he like got very, very addicted to drugs and just had a downward spiral, was like completely estranged from his family and like worked himself back up and he saw the Muppets Christmas Carol as like his own redemption story. So all I'm gonna like start crying talking about it. So like yes, all of the music cry. is like him feeling like Scrooge in that moment and like coming back into himself. Because wow. it's the most beautiful film ever created. It deserves all of the Oscars. I should go back and watch it. I only watched it that one time with you guys. Mm-hmm. No, not the appropriate <laughs> time. Um, yes, go back and rewatch it now. It is so good. I force everyone in my life to watch it. I will try. I will try. Um, I, I can't not see Carson now in Sam Eagle from Upside Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Which, Sean, if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch Upside Downton Abbey. <laughs> no, I... I have not seen it, but I can picture what you're saying. So yeah. um, anyway, we digress. Um, so we've got all like those classics. They're like very overtly Christmassy, whatever. We've got the Dickens model. Um, this style sort of fizzled out by uh, the mid 1950s and then 
in the 1960s, which is when our parents were kids, um, uh, like like Rudolph and Frosty, the stop motions came in vogue. Um, and these were characterized by a lot of supernatural elements um, and a lot of biblical allusions, which I didn't realize until reading this singular USA Today article. Um, so, and I'm Frosty the snowman is a biblical allusion. So here we go. This is almost a direct, it's mostly a quote. Um, So in Frosty, there's apparently a resurrection or like some element of Frosty is like the resurrection. Um, And then there's uh, like the other ones are like individual or collective conversion experiences. So like in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, we see the Grinch's individual conversion experience. Um, And then a collective conversion experience in A Charlie Brown Christmas after Linus recites a gospel passage. So it's like, plus like all the imagery and all the music and all the other like Christian motifs going on around these stories. I don't know, do you guys buy it? kind of I'm not thinking of Rudolph but like do you guys remember there were a lot of sort of like b-level stop-motion Christmas movies so there was like the year without a Santa Claus and there was like the I forget it was called but it was basically it was like Kris Kringle's origin story and looking back I could see where those were probably a little had some like weird religious moments that I didn't get as a kid yeah yeah. That would be interesting to go back to. That would probably be true. I never really watched any of those. Like, I didn't watch any. Like, I, I watched Rudolph. Rudolph was always, like, a staple in my household, for sure. But, like, yeah. like the heat miser and the, you know, like, that guy. And he's got, like, the song. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the you snow know? miser. Sure. It's like um, Waluigi. I never really watched any of them. Right. <laughs> I never That's watched what I always thought of. Those. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like those. But they were, like, on ABC Family. Just, like, while cable was a thing. Yeah. For me, in my household, those things would just kind of like play in the background. Yeah, they would just like yeah. kind of come on. Yeah. But then TBS had like the 24-hour Christmas story. Which, oh I, yeah. I don't care for that movie. No, oh. I don't think anyone what? really does. What? It, it was, oh, it just, I love that movie. I think it just wasn't one that I grew up with. So yeah. I like didn't yeah. care that much about it. Okay, so then we get to the 80s and we see a major shift in Christmas movies. So like Hollywood is changing too. Um, And so Christmas stories are shifting more towards like the dysfunctional family and sort of commentary around the nuclear family. And um, this is best illustrated in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, A Christmas Story is also lumped in here for this article I read. Um, And we're just kind of seeing like it's a lot more comedic it's a little bit cynical it's like very it's, it's like messy it's like I don't know it kind of like people relating around just like the weird chaos of families coming together at Christmas which like is how stressful it is as opposed yeah. to like how fun it is right and there's no like a true transformation I don't know I'm not sure how much I agree with that take on it because um like there's always um there's always like a moral of the story coming through at the end or like realizing that family is the most important thing at the end whatever um but so I'm mostly just trying to illustrate here that 
Christmas movies as we've known them change by the decade. They change as culture shifts to reflect culture and society and values and what we're experiencing as a people. And um, I don't really think that we can define one type of Christmas movie. I'm going to get a little bit into some different sub genres of Christmas movies I found in just a second, but um, something I just want to name and then ask you two about is whether or not you think there's like, when we're talking about what is or is not a Christmas movie, it seems like people fall into a traditionalism based on what they thought a Christmas movie was when they were young. So like our parents may be thinking that like the Rudolph type thing is a Christmas movie. Whereas like, I think National Lampoons is a classic Christmas movie, but maybe like our parents, cause they didn't grow up with it. Think of it like, what do you, what do you, how much do you think growing up with a movie contributes to whether or not it's a Christmas movie? I mean, I think it definitely does, right? Like it's that kind of thing where like ABC family keeps trying to push the sound of music as an Easter movie. Huh. It's really weird. Everybody's um, the weird. only real Easter movie is the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Why is that an Easter movie? <laughs> well, it actually is because it's like an ex- Lord of the Rings is an explicitly religious. Story. Yeah, it is an ex- it is very religious text. <laughs> also, I just really yeah. love to watch the Lord of the Rings. So on Easter, I'm always like, Nick, we gotta watch it. It's an Easter movie. You're like the Shire is green. It's the spring. <laughs> They're all somehow Jesus. <laughs> right. Well, and I feel like. So I, I agree with you. I think there is like, so I think Christmas movies certainly play a role in like nostalgia, right? So like, like that, like having that like nostalgic factor for sure plays a huge part of like what you deem as a Christmas movie. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a Christmas movie. It just means it's a movie you watch at Christmas. Oh, wait a minute. So that's a distinction there's the though, right? Whole, there's the whole, that's what we're talking about. That's it. Yeah. A Christmas movie or a movie you watch at Christmas. Right. So does that change anyone's answer? It's still a no for me. I mean, it's still a no for me. Wait a minute. Does it change your answer? Did you talk yourself out of this? Let's (laughs) downgrade here for a second (laughs) because I'm hearing that, Sean, you think it's not even a movie you watch at Christmas. Harry Potter. Any Harry Potter or Sorcerer's Stone. That's like the Yeah, Christmas and that one. so I say that from a very personal level. I I don't care for the movies. Um right. that's a okay. that's like a that and that's a larger discussion from another time. So but in terms of like, do I watch these movies at Christmas or Halloween, like whatever? I yeah. don't because I I don't really care for the movies. Okay. Um I would be more willing to buy that they are a movie you maybe watch around christmas even mm-hmm. if they're not a christmas movie i guess for me it's it's i feel very strongly about it not being a like christmas yeah. christmas movie sure. and then i just don't have the experience of like wanting to watch these movies around christmas i hear that now like j- because the Her- there are parts of the harry potter movies that are always going to be super nostalgic like not there are a few things that give me such unbridled joy as that like of the harry potter theme song right mm-hmm. like yes. that just gives me straight up joy right yeah. that like the same as the fucking Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Like, right. Like you hear it and you're like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it feels right. Um, but honestly, like 
like I would watch it at Christmas, but I wouldn't say that I would only watch it at Christmas, right? It's not like a, mm-hmm. eh, you know? Yeah. I hear that. It doesn't, right, like it's not like, like I wouldn't watch the Santa Claus in March. See, but that's where we're different. Harry I definitely Potter would. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Santa I, Claus for the first time in years. I genuinely love the Santa Claus. I really love clever. the Santa Claus. It's I so love clever. the Santa Claus. Now that is a that Christmas is a Christmas movie. movie. So, um, and I think what like truly defines like a Christmas movie versus like a movie that you might watch at Christmas is that like the like Christmas spirit plays an active role in the movie right like like that is like an active pursuit of the entire film right like not you know maybe not necessarily like having a specific end game of you know like reconciliation or like whatever but like something that is like Christmas is driving the plot of the film okay I I agree so my thing for whether it is not it is or is not a Christmas movie it is not even like does it have the spirit of Christmas? Does it play on those themes? Like they're just like, it needs to revolve around Christmas as a concept. Okay. Um. So like I, I have about five Christmas movies that like every year we have to watch. Like sometime over that, you know, time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, these have to yeah. be watched. One of those is um, Krampus, Krampus, the Christmas <laughs> horror movie. Yeah, it's so trash, but it's good. It's it has like Tony Collette, Adam Scott. Well, it's like I every- love the concept of Krampus. Yeah. So that I mean, it's a it's a horror movie that takes place yeah. on like the three days before Christmas. So you would like really probably not argue that it has any of that Christmas spirit. It's a it is a straight up like fun, campy, scary movie. Yeah. But to me, I'm like I have to watch this around Christmas because it has it it's a Christmas movie. It is absolutely central that this is taking place on Christmas Eve. Right. As opposed okay. to something like Harry Potter, which arguably has more of those like traditional Christmas themes in it. Mm-hmm. But it like a Christmas I, tree in it. it <laughs> right. Well, no, but I mean like the, you know, it has more of that kind of like feel good Christmas quality maybe, but yeah. like you can't give me one scene of Ron Weasley being like, happy Christmas, Harry. And everyone's like fucking <laughs> Christmas movie right there. ABC, fa- it's big ABC family that pushes that. It's like their whole marketing <laughs> campaign is just poor Rupert Grint saying that one line. Happy, happy Christmas, Christmas, Harry. I actually, <laughs> if either of you say that to me on Christmas, I'll be so fucking happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like in uh, my relationship was like, all I want for Christmas is for you to say to me, Happy Christmas, Harry. And that's it. And I got it, bitch. (laughs) I got it. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Christmas is not driving the plot. And it's like each book takes place over an entire school year so like Christmas is bound to be in there and I don't remember Christmas being like so emphasized in the books but in the movies it like took up I don't know like a 20 minute chunk of each movie at least it does seem like they are in Christmas season for a lot of the movies right yeah like it's like it's confusing in and of itself you know because 
they're wizards and Christmas. I, there's, but, I don't know if there's any Pottermore notes about that. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if she would have wanted to open up that can of worms. I think it just genuinely didn't occur to her. It's like, like Jesus was not the right. Well, no, wait. So hold on. So I know, I know we we want to do like a religion episode at some point, and I can find the like interview she gave. But basically, like she did confirm that there are like wizards of multiple religions within Hogwarts, mm-hmm. right? And like I think that's like a cool concept in 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 theory, right? That's like. It's almost sacrilege, though. To well, no, I don't care about that. My thoughts are sacrilegious right now because I'm like water to wine. Like Seamus Finnegan can do that. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and that's it. That's my my. You know, now my theory is just that Jesus is a wizard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But okay. So I agree that they have like there's Christmassy elements, right? So there's that scene in. We, I feel like we can all agree that if there is a Christmas one, it's the first one. It's Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Right. Sure. I, okay. I'd say book and movie. Correct. Yeah. Like, I feel like if there's, if there's a Christmas one, it's the first one. Yeah. And not only because the first one gives us that scene where Harry's like brooding on a snowy cliff with a snowy owl. Um, <laughs> but because like Christmas is actually like happening around them. But like even still it's just one scene and the whole scene the whole purpose of the scene is for the the purpose of the scene is not christmas the purpose of the scene is for harry to get the invisibility cloak right but it is such i mean it has to be one of the best scenes in the whole series right like i'm like thinking about that whole the whole christmas scene in that book and i'm like getting warm and fuzzy well it's because especially in the book right it's like you know, Percy comes in and he's being all snotty and then Fred and George like cram his sweater and like pin his arms down to his side. I'm like, that's just good stuff. Yeah. So there's also, I mean, in Goblet of Fire, we have the Yule Ball, which takes place on Christmas Day and is arguably yeah. like the longest time we spend doing Christmas things. Yeah. In the book. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think the reason that the first one becomes the most Christmassy potentially is because it is Harry's first real Christmas that he can remember. Yeah. Right. Like we know he had his first Christmas with his parents, but he doesn't remember it. Um, and like, this is the first one where he feels like he has a family. Like Mrs. Weasley goes out of her way to like send him a sweater yeah. and like send him presents because she knows he's not going to get any. Mm-hmm. And like all of these things of like, Harry's finally starting to figure out like, you know, maybe just because my family fucking sucks doesn't mean I can't have family. Um, so it's like, I think that's why it plays such a big role in the first book. But I think that's like charming and lovely, but I don't think it like makes it a Christmas movie. That's fair. I think that's a really good point that it is like the first time he feels a real sense of family and that maybe goes such a long way into making that feel like the Christmas scene. Mm-hmm. in harry potter it's also significantly less horny christmas than the old ball year was oh yeah well that's, that was that's horny the christmas. only point of that is just horny christmas yule ball is it it's not even like it's like it's like a winter ball it doesn't even they don't the yule thing up too much do they it's just it's well, on christmas, christmas day. trees and like they like clean the suits of armor make them sing christmas carols gotcha. but like the suits of armor only know like half the words and then yeah. peeves hides in the suits of armor and fills in the gaps with dirty words we're kind of like we're kind of like the peeves of the harry potter podcast (laughs) world (laughs) 
we're filling a gap that on <laughs> we're kind of like the peeps of the- yeah we're just we're just filling in a gap that no one wanted that's amazing it's fine here to prove that not everything that could be said has been said um so we're- what no you're good <laughs> I was going to move into the 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 data, the data. Oh here. yeah, I yeah, am what the actually quite think? curious about the, what the people think. Well, the data, as I've said, is highly fallible. I also yeah. voted on the poll from our podcast. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> vote. I was gonna, but then I didn't. You didn't vote because I, I didn't want to mess vote. with the data. And I saw you not vote too, <laughs> because and I knew why you weren't going to. Um, okay, so we've talked about what makes a Christmas movie? And two of the main things we said was that Christmas is driving, well, it's essentially one thing. Christmas is driving the plot or it needs to like revolve around Christmas as a concept. I will admit to you, Harry Potter does neither of these things. It just has prominent Christmas scenes because I don't know, we move the plot around um, downtime between you know, terms and uh, the, you know, the Weasley family getting together. Like, like we do have a handful of scenes that revolve around Christmas. Um, but it's like, it's, it's kind of like a convenience. I think it's also like a break between the terms. It's like a way to break up the story. So I will say that I agree with you that it's not per se a Christmas movie. However, we humans are products of the environments in which we're created (laughs) and we grew up with abc family running sorcerer's stone around christmas all the fucking time all of them all well all the harry potters but like we were baby like we were fifth graders when sorcerer's stone came out so maybe when we were like later in middle school it was running Mm -hmm. on cable all the time but like for me that was formative because it was just the thing on tv while the tree was up while the while all the decorations were up it became a christmas movie because of that and however many minutes of sorcerer's stone are actually christmassy the commercial with like like the movie preview part of like the horse carriage running and it then the music so being like, blah, 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 blah. I've been walking around saying that, like singing the theme in like Christmas version in my head. Like it's so deep in there. So if we're For looking your sister's at sister's sake, I'm really glad that you're not just running around doing that at the <laughs> house all day. <laughs> yeah, I regret that I will hear myself do that via this podcast later. I'm um, really excited about it. So I came here thinking that Sean or Lisa that you would show up being like there's only 15 seconds of Christmas in Harry Potter 3 so my argument is the absolute flip which is that I think it's a Christmas movie because of the feeling that these films invoke yes as a result of marketing (laughs) and television but nonetheless like it it's valid and so I wanted to <laughs> there's no metric by which to quantify feeling so i put out a poll on my instagram um just asking like is harry potter a christmas movie um the results a resounding 66 percent said yes and 34 percent said no it's only like two-thirds of the people now i will say that only 26 people responded <laughs> 
out of like over a hundred who viewed the story, they were all like, "Fuck you, shut up! I don't care about your nerdy podcast." Oh, wait a wait a second! <laughs> you said twenty six people, and well, one of them was me. Right. Okay. So twenty six people, right? And you said there twenty five people. Oh no, twenty six people, right? And you said that sixty six percent. Yeah. Um. Said right. So that's like you know. So if we add the twenty. If we add Sean and I in, because we didn't vote, right? Yeah. Then we're looking at, hang on. <laughs> You're a math major. <laughs> well, I'm not good at math, though. I'm doing the, I'm trying to figure it out, right, friends. I've had like half, most of a bottle of wine at this point. I'm really sorry. No, that's fine. Okay. You, de- you yeah. deserve it. You did all of the research for this. You're doing the, like all the heavy lifting <laughs> for this episode. It's true. But if we actually add in Sean and Mai's vote, right, then it becomes almost 40% think no. Yeah, wow. So what you're not saying is that 60% still think yes. Well, yeah, but that changed the margins. Uh, that's an inconvenient truth, huh, Lisa? <laughs> you, Al Gore? Yes, I invented the internet. Um. No, I, I am not. I am not convinced. I didn't change my mind. However, so I anything have, you, we've well, I haven't gotten to the quality, the, the qualitative data yet. I haven't gotten right. to that. Okay. I was about okay. to say something nice about you. Can I say it? Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> Go ahead. So you have not convinced me. I haven't changed my mind. <laughs> but after your presentation, I do have more respect for like the concept of people feeling as though it is a Christmas movie for them. Oh, like wow. I, under- I understand why, even though I don't, I don't think they're right. I respect their reasoning. Thank you. Um, and to that, I say thank you, everyone who participated in the poll. <laughs> um, I also asked uh, a follow up. I asked this on Facebook and Instagram, just like why or why not. Yes, um, I was very curious to see what answers if you got any. Yeah, so I wrote down the direct quotes, um, but I can say that most of it relates back to just feeling. And so I got like six responses, but hey, that's most of them you know. said. Most of them said, no, it's not a Christmas movie. However, you know, and that however is exactly like my position. Um, One person said it's not a Christmas movie, but the nostalgic childhood vibe makes it feel like it is. Um, They're not Christmas movies, but they're as comforting as Christmas as Christmas morning. And then this one, I'm just going to call out Liz Peach. Liz Peach said <laughs> it is because of Hogsmeade Butterbeers and how they always include gift giving. Um, and then another person said because it's magical, that's why. And so that, to me, this is just kind of like, it, it ties back to, you know, our first intro episode, we talked about the feeling, the feeling of childhood, yeah. you know, manifesting or being embodied in this. And so um I think that's kind of still the common thread. Um, The soundtrack itself evokes winter holidays. And for some reason, the story, um, because it's based around magic, feels like like it's Christmas time. Um, And then- I also uh, really appreciate this, like the the focus on the feeling, because I think going into this, like one of the reasons I was so anti, I mean, besides like, again, I, I, I don't think it's a Christmas movie based on like how I personally think about Christmas movies. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons I was like really kind of grumpy about the idea of it about being a Christmas movie was mm-hmm. this idea that it was like, it always seemed like such a cheap marketing ploy. You know, it would be a time for like ABC family or like sci-fi or whoever had the rights to it to mm-hmm. it'd be like, oh, Harry Potter weekend because it's the yeah. holidays and it's like, okay, you're just trying to like 
Poland, you know, views for that weekend or whatever. Right. And it felt like such an obvious kind of cash grab, yeah. but hearing people who actually think of it as a Christmas movie, like their reasoning behind it, I find it much more like acceptable to believe that than how I came in thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, um, I spent a lot of time today hearing about Die Hard and, and I'm just like, it's, it's a pretty, regardless I feel like of whether or equal not, com- like, comparison though. but does Die Hard like invoke a feeling of Christmas For magic? a lot of people, like one of my friends will actively die on that hill that Die Hard is a- as actually a Christmas movie. Then for that reason, I just want to accept that it is. Right. <laughs> because so, someone is like, diehard about it. Yeah, it she is feel Christmassy. forcing me to watch it this year. Have you seen and, it? No. Oh. I've also never seen it. It's uh, Alan Rickman's in it. You'll love it. Right. Snape. I just watched it for the first time last Christmas. And no, I, was I like, never Oh, this is a Christmas it. movie. I don't think it's like, I feel like Die Hard's like, I feel like it's like a regional thing if people really like it. You know? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know that many people that I grew up around that yeah. watch Die Hard at Christmas time. So, but I, I, I don't know, maybe, but you know, my roommate, when I said that this is what we were doing today, she was like, oh yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Immediately. And I'm willing to respect that. We are in the minority thinking that it's not. Yeah, I agree. I think that you are like, I don't think you're wrong that you think I it's just not. think it's an oh, I know we're not wrong. I know we're correct. <laughs> Are you just being nice to me? Is this my Christmas present? I know. I know that we're. <laughs> no, you're going to get your Christmas parrot. Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Ron. This is Steen. a. This, I feel like this is just one of those instances where, like, I know Lisa and I are right, but mm-hmm. we have also lost the argument somehow. Right. Yeah. There's there, there's no way to win this one because, like, how the fuck are you supposed to argue against nostalgia and a personal feeling? Yeah, that makes you an asshole. It really right. does. It yeah. truly does. So I'm like, I'm here for, I, you know what? I'm here to watch Harry Potter at Christmas time. I'm also here to watch Harry Potter in June. Yeah. I just you know, watched but it then again, a- this is again coming from me who fucking would watch Santa Claus in March. So who cares? <laughs> but I think the Santa Claus is close to being a perfect movie. So <laughs> I, what is what is holding it back? I can um, think of a zero flaws. I, I, the flaw is that it's seasonal. Therefore, it can't just be a universally watched movie. <laughs> True. But so I want to talk about just like very briefly about just how many movies that you love right? The movies that, that are like your top movies. Do you watch those motherfuckers every fucking year? No, but you do watch Christmas movies every fucking year. By yeah. the time that you die, the most watched movies in your life will have been the Santa Claus, yep. Elf, <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol, yep. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like- Jingle all the way. Jingle all the oh, way. Oh yeah. Okay. The, but I, um, not not one of my that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, right? It's oh Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh Phil like Hartman. A, yep. He's like an action figure? No. Yes, Turbo Man. Yes. You're thinking okay, of Turbo good. Man. We, <laughs> I, I we had that on VHS. It, so we probably only like once. I watch it back to. every single year. I would say it is the movie I maybe quote the most throughout the year. <laughs> oh my God. What do you quote from that? Oh my God. There's so many options. Um, are you familiar with the, the put the cookie down scene? 
or the oh Harold, your <laughs> wife's cookies. <laughs> I can hear it in my head. <laughs> oh my god. Will you do an Arnold Schwarzenegger for us right now? Will you tell me to No, I can't do that. Okay, yeah, I won't do it either. <laughs> I mean Kate sang. Yeah, but I, no I one asked Kate to sing. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That was just off your own volition. Hey, true. That's my fault. Yeah. Um, I was going to run through this article that was like the 12 subgenres of Christmas. Yeah, that, tell like, me, is that just because it's 12 subgenres because like the 12? Oh, I guess so. I don't even know what shorescripts.com is. <laughs> Sounds legitimate. Someone like went sub-genre. through it. Like, subgenres are just like what, like, Christmas superhero so like Batman Returns I I think essentially Batman is not a Christmas movie Batman Returns the Tim Burton awful fucking Batman with the penguin um also was it Tim Burton yeah the I think there were two Tim Burton Batmans and they were just like do you guys like cat the Catwoman and Mm -hmm. the penguin right they were separate ones with um Michael Keaton as Batman. He was a great Batman, though. Why do you think he was a great Batman? I love those movies. I like the Tim Burton Batmans. I don't. I don't like them. I went through a Batman phase at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's just, like, really dark. Maybe I just don't like dark things. But anyway, so this article, the the writer goes through, and um, Batman Returns is number one, so Christmas superhero. And then uh, Christmas action, so that's Die Hard, and then Krampus is in there as a Christmas creature feature. Um, but then he starts to lose me. So, like, he includes Ghostbusters 2 as a Christmas sci-fi. So oh, this stop. person, I included this article because I was counting on you two arguing against there being multiple meanings of Christmas movies. <laughs> this person sounds like they would absolutely put Harry Potter down as a Christmas movie if they're they putting didn't. Ghostbusters 2 on there. Well, they I put mean, Narnia in as Christmas fantasy. Um, <laughs> No, I'll take, I will accept Narnia again because that's another really? explicitly religious movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it all takes place in like wintertime. So, oh, and, and yeah. Santa Claus is in it. Is he? Yes. Uh, I don't know shit. Oh, There's, he is in it. Goatman needs a shirt. There's like I a don't know that Santa Claus goat man does not need a shirt bite your tongue. <laughs> you let Mr. Think... Tumnus roam. I don't think Santa Claus like an, a Santa Claus appearance automatically makes a Christmas movie. Um, but I can't think of a good example of when he appears when it's not a Christmas movie. But I'm sure there's like a lot. I would love to know a movie where Santa Claus casually appears, but it does not count as a holiday classic. Yeah, you know, I feel like. You know, I'm not 100% sure, but like, you know, I feel like it's got to be in a movie. Like, you remember Toothless? No. With Kirstie Alley? No. Oh, like my God. Yes. Dentist who's yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she's I feel a dentist like and the like, tooth fairy. No, no, no. That's she dies so and then becomes the tooth fairy. Oh. Um, and then, but I feel like he might make a weird appearance in that movie when she's like getting her like tooth fairy. You just party. had that queued up yeah I, again though i'm not sure if that's like i haven't seen that movie since i was like 11 so okay uh, uh nightmare before christmas is that a halloween movie or a christmas movie it's neither it's a movie um so based on this article it's a christmas gothic <laughs> <laughs> it's a christmas movie to me but i know that's another one people have like, i would say if I had a christmas to, movie if i had to argue it right what's driving the plot 
Christmas. Christmas. So yeah. if I had to argue for one or the other, it's a Christmas movie. He like sees the spirit. He like the spirit of Christmas. Like right. No, I know. I like. I I, I know what the concept right. of the movie is. Well, I'm I'm clarifying because I don't quite remember. But I also think I'm on the unpopular opinion that I don't particularly like that movie that much. I think That's I fair. am. I am in the minority on that one. It's like a watch every once in a couple years for me. It's um, not an every year for me. Do y'all have, uh, okay, I guess I should pull this back to Harry Potter. I was going to ask if you had favorite Christmas movies in general, and then I was going to ask if you had favorite Harry Potter Christmas scenes. I like how one of the subgenres is Christmas grown-up comedy, as if <laughs> Christmas comedy is also a different genre. They, he just needed to fit Bad Santa in. <laughs> but like Elf doesn't even make the cut. Why couldn't you have just said... It's too mainstream, Christmas I think. Comedy. It's too mainstream for sure. Scripts. But again, com. you say Christmas comedy. Why does it have to be Christmas grown-up comedy? Like Christmas comedy wasn't a subgenre. I think because this movie smells like cigarettes. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. It's just Billy Bob Thornton who smells like cigarettes. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like we've all mentioned our favorite Christmas movie. And I think are we I, collectively favorite Harry Potter scene is that is Sorcerer's Stone Christmas. If we have to yeah. choose a Christmas movie amongst the Harry Potter movies, it's Sorcerer's Stone. The whole from Wizard's Chest to whatever. That's Wizard's Chest. It's Wizard's Chest. That's barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed Call it. us for an audition. We can <laughs> still play 11-year-olds. For Hollywood standards, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting older. And uh, congratulations, guys. Our mini-sode has gone exactly as long as our recordings <laughs> have gone. <laughs> Nailed it. Yay. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas. I'm actually drunk, I think. Um, <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> Wait, Do we have a concluding did we end? <laughs> that was like the most confusing ending I've ever seen. Ever okay, heard. so did was anyone's opinion changed? No, no. I don't think yours so. was, Sean. My the spirit of, of Christmas has moved me, and I have accepted all of your wrong opinions that Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. Hooray! So Thank she you. chooses still actively to believe you are wrong. Yes. Yeah. Agree to disagree. That's the spirit of Christmas. Great. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs> so we will be back in the new year with regular non-themed episodes. Um, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break until then. Um, but you can always contact us on our Instagram account at Watcher Harry Pod. Um, again, we're still doing a donation drive. So I will put in the show notes some uh organizations you can donate to that support trans youth, um, both local and nationally. And if you send us a receipt that you've donated at least $10 to them, we will give you a shout out in an episode in the new year. Um, so yeah, so all that information will be on our Instagram and in the show notes here and happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Happy Christmas. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, right, bye. Bye. The Watcher Harry podcast is hosted by Lisa Moen, Kate Kelleher, and me, Sean Fitzpatrick. It's edited by me, Sean Fitzpatrick, and our theme music is Dance Macabre, Busy Strings by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. It's licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.